RTHK, the news at one with Barry O'Rourke. The headlines, Chief Executive John Lee says the government is planning a campaign to boost tourism in Hong Kong and attract business following the reopening of the border. A youth organisation says 90% of young residents surveyed support the government's youth development blueprint. And Sogo's Chintatoy store is to close down when its lease expires in March. The chief executive, John Lee, says the government is planning a campaign next month to boost tourism in Hong Kong and attract business following the reopening of the border. Speaking before his weekly executive council meeting, Mr Lee said the resumption of quarantine-free travel with the mainland will bring economic benefits to the SAR. He also dismissed suggestions that the initial reopening had received a lukewarm response. We are not looking at just one or two single days. We are obviously looking at the reopening of the boundary crossing in the long run. And obviously this has been the desire and the wants of a lot of people, not just to satisfy family reunion, but to ensure that the normal business, the normal activities can go about. This normal travel between the two places will not just ensure that the activities between the two places can resume, it also means that our international connectivity will increase as well. The government has clarified that all travellers heading to the mainland must provide a negative PCR test result, including young children aged under three. Quarantine-free travel with the mainland resumed on Sunday, but people do have to get PCR tests within 48 hours of their trip. A government spokesman st- said that starting from today, people can take children aged under three to community testing centres for PCR tests, which they will have to pay for. Meanwhile, the government has already exempted travellers from the mainland in this age group from undergoing PCR tests when coming to Hong Kong. A former Macau legislator says inbound tourism has reached pre-pandemic levels after the SAR dropped all travel restrictions on Sunday. Agnes Lam, a University of Macau associate professor, said people are happy they no longer have to use a health code or report COVID cases and feel more confident about the state of the economy. The past weekend, we kind of reached the level of the daily number of the tourists, which level of the pre-pandemic, yeah, that's 2019. And so there was one day, I think the Sunday, and then it reached like 70,000. And also before that, uh, one week before that, before we missed all of the restrictions, it already increased to 20,000 per day. So it's the biggest number of the past three years. And so people here are now obviously more happy and then they feel more confident about the economy. The Hong Kong Southern District Youth Alliance says 90% of the young residents who participated in its online questionnaire are supportive of the youth development blueprint that was released in December, although some are still confused about its purpose. The questionnaire was completed by 132 respondents aged 12 to 39. Most welcomed the blueprint as a way to help young Hong Kongers find affordable housing and job opportunities and to help them understand their identity in the SAR. The Alliance's vice-chairman, Danny Hsu, said he hopes the government will continue to support the city's youth. 
We want that they can cooperate with the government and to help the youth in Hong Kong, the teenagers, because at every stage they have the every difficulties, like your education. Maybe you will face some education to select your which major you are taking in the university. And then after you graduate from the university, they will face a lot of like, which kind of job, which career we are going to do. We hope that we can uh, provide some uh, information for the teenagers and then let them to choose the most proper job nature for them. Um, we hope that we can communicate with the government and help to reflect their idea, their wants, their needs. Sogo operator Lifestyle International has announced that its Chimsa Toy store will close down when its lease expires on the 12th of March. The department store has been open at the site for 18 years. In a statement, the company said it expects the return of mainland tourists following this week's border reopening to make a limited contribution to retail recovery in the short run, adding that it remains cautiously optimistic about the local market. A new flagship Sogo store is scheduled to open at a twin tower complex in Kai Tak by the end of the year. The Chimsatsoi store is now holding what it calls a closing super sale. Thailand is appealing to neighbouring Malaysia to help in unravelling the mystery behind the deaths of entire herds of wild boars that roam the border between the two countries. The BBC's Celia Hatton reports. Wild boars roam the border areas between Thailand and Malaysia and are thought to play an important role in the region's biodiversity. Officials have been alarmed to find two entire herds dead in recent weeks. They're going to dissect the boars to see what caused their deaths, but there are fears that African swine flu may be circulating in the area. It's highly contagious and potentially lethal to animals, but does not pose a danger to humans. Farmers have been warned to keep their animals away from the areas where the herds were found. The Pakistani Prime Minister Shabazz Sharif has urged the International Monetary Fund to agree to a pause in its demand for economic reforms before releasing more financial aid. Mr Sharif said Islamabad needed some breathing space as it tackled the impact of last year's devastating floods. His foreign minister, Bilawal Bhutto Zadari, also says Pakistan needs to be given more time. The challenge is that the floods the scale of the flooding, the scale of the devastation have knocked us off our centre. Uh, it does mean we'll need a little bit more time to be able to get where we want to be as far as the economic uh, recovery is concerned. The IMF is yet to approve the release of a 1.1 billion US dollar emergency loan originally due to be dispersed late last year. Officials in Brazil say at least 1,500 people have been arrested following the storming of the Congress building in Brasilia on Sunday by thousands of supporters of the former President Jair Bolsonaro. President Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, who was sworn in last week, has returned to work in the presidential palace, which was also ransacked. Brazil's ambassador to the United Nations, Ronaldo Costa Fio, said his country and its people would not be defeated by what he called Sunday's lamentable incidents. We are grateful to the messages of support and solidarity we have received from around the world, including from Secretary General Antonio Guterres. We are confident that the strength of Brazilian institutions will allow us to overcome these violent and lamentable incidents of yesterday and allow us to move forward within the strength of our democratic institutions. 
The Mexican president, Andres Manuel López Obrador, has told Joe Biden it's time the U.S. showed less disdain for Latin America. He was speaking at bilateral talks in Mexico City, during which the two men discussed irregular migration, illegal drugs and economic cooperation. Mr. Biden defended the United States' relations with its neighbors, saying it had spent tens of billions of dollars to help the region. Mexico is a true partner, and when we work together in common values and mutual respect, Nothing much is beyond our reach. So today, uh, we're going to discuss how we can further deepen that relationship, not only in Mexico, but the Western Hemisphere. 25,000 people in California have been told to evacuate as yet another storm piles into the battered American state. That includes the whole of the high-end resort of Montecito, home to many celebrities, including Prince Harry. There are concerns about the sort of mudslides that killed more than 20 people there five years ago. Speaking at a press conference, Kevin Taylor, the chief of the Montecito Fire Protection District, said the situation in the area was volatile and advised people to leave immediately. The evacuation order applies to the entire community of Montecito. In less than 12 hours, we've received more than eight inches of rain with seven to eight inches still forecast to fall and the watershed is behaving unpredictably, according to our firefighters on the ground. Please heed this evacuation warning now. Don't wait. A report co-produced by the UN, US and EU says that human action to save the ozone layer appears to have worked and that it should fully recover within decades. The ozone layer began depleting in the 1970s and gaping holes were confirmed in 1985. Two years later, 46 countries signed up to the Montreal Protocol, banning harmful chemicals thought to be causing the damage. The UN spokesman Stefan Dujaric briefed journalists about the report. The ozone layer is on track to recover within four decades. In a new report, a UN-backed scientific panel confirmed that the phase-out of nearly 99% of banned ozone-depleting substances has succeeded in safeguarding the ozone layer, leading to a notable recovery of the ozone layer in the upper stratosphere and decreased human exposure to harmful ultraviolet rays from the sun. The first orbital space mission launched from Western Europe has suffered an almost immediate blow after the rocket failed to reach low Earth orbit as planned. Launcher 1 was released from under the wing of a reconditioned jumbo jet that had taken off from southwest England. But the launch company, Virgin Orbit, said the rocket suffered an anomaly. Matt Archer is the UK Space Agency's launch director. We had a first stage burn that took the rocket into space, uh, but in effect the second stage engine had a technical anomaly um, and didn't reach the required orbit. Um, so that's now being part of an investigation by Virgin Orbit and a number of government departments. But at the moment I can't say anything more about what caused the anomaly at this stage. Um, but obviously we're, we're proud of the fact that we've launched and again given it the best possible chance of mission success. Unfortunately that wasn't the case tonight and we knew that was a risk. One of football's most successful players has announced his retirement. The five-time Champions League winner, Gareth Bale, is hanging up his boots at the age of 33. He played in last month's World Cup with Wales as the country reached the tournament for the first time since 1958. Bale enjoyed most of his success with Spanish giants Real Madrid. He's also played for Tottenham and most recently LAFC in the MLS. The BBC's Simon Stone says Bale's trophies make him an all-time great. I think he would have to go down as the greatest British footballing export. Five Champions Leagues with Real Madrid, 
three La Liga titles, a Copa del Rey, as you say, got to the semi-finals of the European Championships in 2016. And although the recent World Cup wasn't brilliant for Wales, it was the first time that they had qualified for the competition since 1958. He won 111 caps. I think he, he will go down as one of the great um, British players and who can ever forget that magnificent overhead kick goal in the Champions League final in 2018 against Liverpool. An absolutely phenomenal player uh, and, and the likes of which we, we probably won't see for quite considerable time, I would have thought. The English Premier League leaders Arsenal are through to the FA Cup fourth round after beating Oxford United. Mohamed Elnene opened the scoring before Eddie Nketiah added two more as the Gunners won 3-0 away to the third-tier side. They'll face Manchester City in the next round. The former Belgium and Everton manager Roberto Martinez has been appointed head coach of Portugal. Martinez stepped down as Belgium coach after six years in charge following their group exit, stage exit in Qatar. The BBC's John Bennett has the details. He replaces Fernando Santos, who resigned after Portugal's shock quarter-final defeat by Morocco at the World Cup. But remember, Martinez himself had a, had a nightmare World Cup. Belgium, he was in charge of Belgium. They were knocked out in the group stage after themselves losing to Morocco in their second game. And from the outside, there was a perception that it wasn't a happy camp as well. But this is some way to bounce back, taking charge of Portugal now with so much talent, Ruben Diaz, Bernardo Silva, João Felix. He, he did, though, we have to remember, take Belgium to the World Cup semi-finals in, in 2018. So that's been taken into account. And Martinez said today, from the first time I spoke with the president of the federation, I knew this was a sporting project that would excite me. Doctors who've been treating the Buffalo Bills American football star Damar Hamlin say he's been allowed to move closer to home more than a week after collapsing on the field during a game in Cincinnati against the Bengals. He left University of Cincinnati Medical Center and flew to Buffalo, where he'll be treated in another hospital. Hamlin regained consciousness on Wednesday, and doctors say he's continuing to improve, although they're still investigating what happened to him. Dr. Timothy Pritz said Hamlin had been watching the Bills' teammates in action. He watched the game on uh, yesterday um, when the uh, opening kickoff was run back. He jumped up and down, got out of his, uh, his uh, chair, um, set, I think, every alarm off in the ICU in the process. Um, but he was fine. It was just an appropriate reaction to a very exciting play. In a tweet, Hamlin thanked the medical staff and those around the world who've shown him support. And now to the weather. It'll be cloudy with a few rain patches today. Top temperatures of around 21 degrees, moderate east to northeasterly winds. And the outlook, cloudy with a few rain patches in the next couple of days. It'll be mild and humid in the latter part of the week. And coastal fog will be in the morning and at night. Temperatures will drop noticeably early next week. And currently at the observatory, it's 19 degrees Celsius, with the relative humidity now at 86%. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Chief Executive John Lee says the government is planning a campaign to boost tourism in Hong Kong and attract business following the reopening of the border. A youth organisation says 90% of young residents surveyed support the government's youth development blueprint. And so goes Chim Sa Choi's store is set to close when its lease expires in March. And that's all the news for now from RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3.
of the Pet Shop Boys on Radio 3 and Love Comes Quickly. Good afternoon. Well, to Tuesday it is. Right here on the brew, I think we're off to a garbage dump or a recycling place or something in Fokotani in New Zealand in about 10 or so. With Dr. Marin Pierce, you can join him on Facebook Live as well if you fancy a look around. She's time is Paul Young and come back and stay. Satisfied till you're by my side 